Welcome back to That's the Tea. I'm RJ. And I'm Ryan. Bringing you football news in the most digestible way possible. Today, today, we have something very special for each and every one of you. We're not talking about the AFC West. We're not talking about the NFC West. We're talking about the hot stove that happened this week. We're talking about free agency. I'm hyped, Ryan. Are you hyped? Super hyped. We kind of lied to you guys, but it's okay. This is going to be more interesting. Exactly. We did it for the people. That's why. So we are going to be moving some stuff around with our schedule, but that's okay because we wanted to talk about this free agent market. And frankly, the one team that did the most spending that literally dipped their hands in the market and took everything, the New England Patriots. That's where we're going to start today, Ryan. They took every player available and spent every last dime. They really did. And I don't think they're, they're not even done yet. Just a reminder, y'all, these are not all the players that have signed in free agency. We just handpicked a couple that we thought were very interesting, important to talk about. And we'll have more discussions about free agency in the near future, especially when players like Kenny Galladay get re-signed. But moving on, we're going to start off with our first player. That was pretty much the first player signed, Johnny Smith. The Tennessee previously Titans. The, yeah, previously on the Tennessee Titans. Four years, 50 mil, three, 31, 25 mil. Fully guaranteed. He had decent stats for 2020. 41 receptions, 448 yards, eight touchdowns. Though. That's pretty crazy. Very crazy. Red zone target. I Red think zone. I don't want to elude from John New Smith's spotlight, but I think when I think of John New Smith and I see how they signed Hunter Henry, I, it, I cannot not think of like 2012 Pats with Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski. Do you, exactly. do you see what I'm saying? Like, I think they're trying to rebuild it, man. I think they are. And I will be talking about that when we talk about, you know what? We'll combine both John New Smith and Hunter Henry here because I feel like you can't talk about one or the other without talking about both. Because they're going to um, run those two tight end sets. And it's scary. Yeah. Because, exactly. Like, that's what made the Patriots, like, really, really good. Um, I guess we're going to talk about John New Smith and Hunter Henry first, and then we'll make that comparison because I do have some notes on that. Jonu Smith is sneaky good, sneaky fast, and sneaky athletic. And I feel like he just wasn't used well um, in a very run-heavy offense in Tennessee. And I also think what happened in Tennessee was they kind of played the Delaney Walker hand until he got injured and was like, all right, Jonu Smith, come in. Because I, 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 I had a feeling like – or, I mean, it's not even a feeling. That, I think they preferred Delaney Walker down there, but it was just in, injuries got to him last season. I agree with you. Yeah, they kind of went with that veteran hot hand for Delaney Walker. I mean, I always loved Delaney Walker, especially when he was on the Niners, but I know I agree with you. It kind of like, I feel like I don't want to say it stunted John U. Smith's growth, but I don't think we've seen everything John U. Smith can do. And I'm very excited to see what he can do on the Patriots. Yeah, because if you really think about it, these two guys might be their top weapons because who else do they have to throw the ball to? Well, we'll, we will be talking (laughs) about them. Do not worry, because I think that a lot of the players that they signed were very, very good, very valuable and really good contracts. But we'll transition to the other tight end that they signed the day after, Hunter Henry. Ryan, what's better than one tight end? Two, three? Two tight ends. <laughs> I am scared of this offense right now. Now, to be honest, though, I have a question for you, Ryan. Hit me. Is this a good or bad situation in terms of fantasy football for John New Smith and Hunter Henry? I say we revisit this question after we talk about their other weapons. Got it. Okay, that's fair. But now, one could, oh, finish, finish. 
I was going to, I was going to segue just a little bit so you could finish your thought. Yeah. Do you think John New Smith and Hunter Henry are basically identical players? They're about the same size. They both run a four, six. They just have two of the same guys on the field on opposite ends of the line. I think, I think kind of, yes. Johnu Smith can play halfback. They give him some carries. Okay. Okay. Well, so we'll he's have to get that creative though. Uh, maybe like bubble screens, maybe. Okay. Okay. And then have him do the rest. But I feel like Hunter Henry is kind of like that, that red zone. I know that's what you made Johnny Smith as a comparison of, um, but like big target, maybe a little bit slower, but he's bigger. And Johnny Smith's kind of like that fast, quick, you know, give him the ball. More and athletic. Do the rest. Yes, exactly. Okay. I, I see what you mean now. Cause I think they have the same speed, but one's just more quick. explosive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Explosive. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Got yeah. it. Okay. Okay. Um, but so to answer the fantasy football question, I'm going to give you a couple numbers. So you brought up 2011, 2012 Patriots season, right? Yes. Do you know what Gronk and um, Aaron Hernandez's stats were in 2011, that 2011 season? Uh, I just assume they're pretty cracked. Cl- pretty close cracked. to 100, close to 1,000 yards each. Yeah, okay. Aaron Hernandez had seven touchdowns, 910 receiving yards. Do you think Gronk had more or less in those categories? I'm going to say more. Okay. Rob Gronkowski that year, if I'm not mistaken, had, maybe I typed this wrong, but I don't think so. 17 touchdowns, 1,300 receiving yards. 17? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry, pick him up first round. <laughs> Fantasy <laughs> draft, boys. Like, maybe we don't have to be that scared. Maybe we just got to trust the system, trust the scheme, trust the process. I think but, both of these, oh yeah, go for it. I, I just think though, the numbers might be a little inflated back then because in Aaron Hernandez, you had like a speedier guy because Gronk has never been speedy. So you had like a, almost like a dynamic duo. Mm-hmm. And then going back to what, what, what we're talking about earlier about John New Smith and Hunter Henry, I think they're the same player. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that dynamic would work because, you know, just cause you, ha- it's like, Okay, maybe having two DeAndre Hopkins would work too. So this might work, because you know? <laughs> who wouldn't want two DeAndre Hopkins, right? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So but these guys um, are think... DeAndre Hopkins. They're they're not. Yes, they're, they're not. not. But they are very good at their position and what they do. So I think overall, these two signings were very good. I think it kind of screwed up everyone else that needed a tight end because they pretty much got the two best tight ends on the market. Yeah, because usually you would expect a team just to pick up one. Because I don't think a lot of teams run two tight end sets anymore in the league. Exactly. Yeah. But moving on to the other weapons that the Patriots signed, we got Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne, two players from our favorite teams signing with the Patriots. Kendrick Bourne was a fan favorite for me. I don't know if you could say the same with Nelson Aguilar and his comments after the game uh, against no, no, Miami. No. No, he no, no. was a fan favorite, but after he dissed the whole team and everyone just shut up and didn't fight back. I don't know, man. But I can say I, I can tell you a little something uh, something about Aguilar though. He came on a one year deal. No one believed in him anymore. He basically played for the league minimum, and he showed that he deserves more money than the league minimum. That's crazy. He was he was a first round pick, wasn't he? Yes, long time ago. But he stank on the Eagles. Brick hands, yeah. like you, how you like to call it. Brick hands, yeah. Did he have brick hands on the Raiders no. this year? Oh, he, he did drop some, but not nearly as much as he did on the Eagles. Not, 
like so he pretty much was like amari cooper for you budget <laughs> amari cooper for you that year yeah sure yeah sure kendrick Bourne. I feel like it's a really good compliment to Nelson Aguilar. I feel like Nelson Aguilar can like be that field stretcher and Kendrick Bourne's like third and five. You look for him third so and Kendrick goal Bourne on the plays in the slot then. Yes. Okay. Have like a Aguilar slide. Yeah. Outside. Exactly. Exactly. He's good with those short medium rounds, you know, really good in the red zone. I feel like he had a lot of touchdowns in that 20, 2019, 2020 season that the Niners made to the Super Bowl, but didn't win, but we don't talk about that. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do though. Kendrick Bourne, especially and Nelson Aguilar. I feel like he had, a really good year on the Raiders with it. I don't, I don't want to, I'm not dissing your team, but it's like a, it's like a medium offense. You get what I'm saying? I think so. Not yeah. super explosive. So like the fact that he was able to have that production, I feel like he's going to do really good things in new England. I just depending. think they pay, they overpaid him a little bit. 13 mil a year for Nelson Aguilar. I mean, comes a little high. Maybe to be that number one, I guess. So who's their number two? Like, as of, wouldn't that be in their slot? So wouldn't their two be Julian Edelman kind of? Okay, so oh my goodness. I think wow, if we're really gonna talk about this, I think I think Julian Edelman has to stay in the slot. Oh, okay. So Kendrick Bourne's gonna we'll play. play the outside. He'll play he'll be he'll play the Y. You know what's really scary, but I think bad for fantasy is that if they run a five receiver set with two tight ends, John New Smith, Hunter Henry, Julian Edelman in the slot on your two outside, you have Aglor and Bourne, and you have a halfback back there with Cam Newton. Who are you going to cover? I agree with you. You have to pick and choose. I, I, I know some of these guys are under the radar, but I think it's they're, they're the type of players where if you don't plan for them, they're going to they're gonna get you. I, I, I agree with you. They're going to be – it's going to be very scary. Now, too my question for you, to feed. too many mouths to feed. Now, what if they could upgrade a quarterback? That would be scary. We'll see. But um, didn't they pay Cam Newton like over ten mil? They did, so they're kind of stuck with him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. But I mean, if we're gonna, we could actually segue into Cam Newton. Yeah, they signed Cam Newton for over ten mil. It's a one-year prove-it deal. One more time, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I don't like the signing. I'm gonna be real with you. If you're making all of these investments for the offense and you saw how Cam Newton played, and yeah, I, I totally understand that Cam Newton didn't have anything mm-hmm. last year. Essentially, I mean, he was playing with like Jacoby Myers. And can you name a tight end on the Patriots last year? I, I, I can't. You can't, right? Me neither. I can't. So like, I guess you can't put all the blame on Cam, but he did look kind of bad sometimes. And but... His- my, my, my question is, I totally agree with everything you're saying, but do the Pats know something that we don't? Because they didn't overpay or underpay for this guy. They paid the same amount that other quarterbacks are getting. And by other quarterbacks, we'll get to them later, but I'm talking like Fitzpatrick. He's getting Fitzpatrick money and Dalton money. So it's That's not like the, Pat, the Pats definitely had other options. It's not like they got Cam Newton for cheap. So I feel like they, they, they know something. I maybe they do now my question for you is what if he's just going to be a bridge quarterback and they draft someone like mac jones or justin fields that's exciting you know you know what's even more exciting if they draft justin fields because right it you can kind of see some similarities with that cam he's smaller skinnier but he fits the cam newton mold way more than mac jones exactly you know what i'm saying like if they that would be exciting 
right? Because it's not just, it's not to win it this year. Because if you look at these contracts, right, they're not one-year deals. They're, the they're shortest one is that two-year deal for Aguilar. Yeah, that's it. And that's like, that's not even that bad. And the Cam, the, the Cam Newton deal is one year. It's one year, exactly. Oh, man, you're on to something. I'm telling you, if they draft a quarterback, don't be surprised because they're just going to groom him for next year. Or Trey to Lance. come to come in, yeah. Or Trey Lance. Wow, that's a good one. Um, transitioning now to the defensive side, um, Matthew Judon. Wow, your favorite player, man. He got paid. What? He got paid. He got what he asked for. Unfortunately, the man got paid, and I gassed him all off season just for him to actually get paid the amount he requested. I thought he requested twenty mil. Okay, yeah, maybe he got a little bit less. <laughs> Four years, 56 mil, still a good amount of money for someone who's 28 years old. Okay. Who okay. put up the numbers that he put up. I mean, I don't even, again, like, I'm not being biased. I think he still got paid too much money with how much he got paid, given his stats. What, he had six sacks, 50 tackles, nine tackles for loss. Like, that's meh. It's okay. meh. Okay. So, you, you, you like Judon. No, 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 sorry. You don't like Judon. You would prefer Yannick and Gawkway. Because they're, cause I, I'm saying, okay, okay. Because they have similar uh, salaries per year. Judon's actually getting paid like one mil more. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay. Or even okay. even another player that we're going to bring up very shortly, Bud Dupree. Mm. I value Bud Dupree more. And he got paid more. He got paid, what, one extra year and a couple extra mil more. I think he deserved that contract. A lot more, a lot more mils. <laughs> yeah, but he, he deserved that contract a lot okay. more than okay. Matthew Judon. But We'll cross that bridge when we do. Um, and then we also had Jalen Mills, who's just he's that just a green a hair guy. Player. He's the green hair guy. Uh, I think he's gonna change like, his hair like, to like silver. <laughs> just, you know what's funny? When he had green hair on the Eagles, it didn't even match the green the Eagles were. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's doing it for green. the team. He's doing it for himself. Doing it for himself. Yeah, he 15 games played, one interception, 74 tackles, three pass breakups. Solid cornerback with uh, with upside. I think he's a good compliment to Stephon Gilmore, but he's not going to be anything super flashy, in my opinion. Um, but that's why he got paid the way he did, and that's why I think it's a good pickup. He's getting paid six mil a year to just be okay. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right to get to do his job. I, I agree. He's going to be a solid guy. Nothing elite. Not like J.C. Jackson. But you're paying him six mil a year. What more can you ask for? I agree with you on that. I give this like a B minus B though. It was modest. Yeah, not too bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But I think, see, I think they just put a, what, second round tender on J.C. Jackson? Correct. So I think they're planning to keep him. So they technically don't need that number one cornerback because they already have one. So they're probably looking for a compliment to J.C. Jackson. That's going to be scary. Stephon Gilmore, J.C. Jackson, and Jalen Mills. I forgot about Stephon Gilmore because he was injured last year. Yeah, he's back. Yeah. <laughs> That's scary. It's, it's very, very scary. But now that we are done talking about the Patriots, let's transit. Let's just rip the bag open of everything else that happened in free agency, starting with Corey Davis. He signed quick for a wide receiver. Only him. I think it was just him and Aglor that that got deals done quickly. I mean, Juju's still looking for a deal. Like, the, I think the wide receiver market's pretty slow this year. Yeah, I think they're waiting for like that one domino to fall. It's Kenny Galladay, I think. You think it's Juju. Kenny Galladay? I think Juju and Kenny Galladay are kind of holding, holding each other back just a little bit. Or, or I don't do think you they're going to get think, the same. But yeah. Or do you think teams are trying 
to get these wide receivers on one-year deals and then sign them to a bigger deal next year when the salary cap skyrockets because hopefully COVID's over by then. I think something like that, I agree. But also, what's also kind of scary is the fact that, you know, some of these teams who are like on the bubble, like Kenny Galladay and like the Giants, right? They're kind of they're kind of slowed down because of like Leonard Williams. But mm-hmm. also players that are like in the wide receiver market are close enough to draft players like Jamar Chase. Like they can move up for Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith. True. It does not help their case that there's it's a strong wide receiver draft class this year. Exactly. All right, but back to Corey Davis. Uh, what do you think? He put up good numbers last year. 65 receptions, 984 yards, five touchdowns um, on the Titans. He had his quote-unquote breakout year, similar to Devontae Parker. But he's just a 1.5 wide receiver to me. Um, He helps Sam Darnold or whoever is – oh, he's signing with the Jets. So he's going to help Sam Darnold or whoever, whatever quarterback is going to be playing there for the foreseeable future. I personally think that they paid a little bit too much for him. It's a little bit over 10 mil a year. Mm -hmm. Um, Or again, like a a little bit more. That's like – all, yeah, yeah over yeah but 12 12 I it's like 12 mil yeah, 12, yeah, yeah it's 12 mil basically nelson aguilar numbers then nelson aguilar numbers yeah exactly just to be a 1.5 wide receiver so i guess they, they both got paid the same it's not a bad it's not a bad contract necessarily but i'm just hoping that he lives up to the top five pick hype that got him picked in the first place I, hopefully he does because now he can actually just shine you know no aj brown holding him back because honestly with that signing, I think he's their best receiver that the Jets have right now. Do they still have Jamison Crowder? I don't think it matters because Corey Davis is better than Jamison Crowder. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, that's fair. I would give this signing a B plus though. <laughs> B. I'll be generous. I, I say it's an A minus because I think it, it it's in the correct direction the Jets need to go. With the new head coach, they're bringing in reinforcement, a wide receiver for whoever their quarterback is. Very fair, very fair. Now, you do know a team that kind of started to figure out their quarterback situation. Did they really, though? Ryan Fitzpatrick signed with the Washington football team on a one-year $10 million contract. 2020, his season was a little short, thanks to Tua, but he did put up some pretty good numbers over nine games, 2,000 yards. 13 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Could have been worse. Uh, could have been worse, but those are pretty bad numbers. Nine games, you throw 13 TDs and eight interceptions. Doesn't look good. But who'd they have on that offense, though, in Miami? When you're throwing to what? Devontae Parker? I guess Mike is sicky, but you know, every time Mike is sicky's in, you know they're going to pass the ball. <laughs> it's one of those offenses where you look at the personnel and you're exact, you, you know exactly what they're going to do. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, they I, okay. Do you think one year ten mil is starter money? It's the same thing as Cam Newton. Okay, so starter money. <laughs> they already have Alex Smith. I don't know why they don't like the man. You know what's the difference? I, I don't think there is a difference. I think partially they're trying to. Okay, I don't know if they really believe in Tyler Heineke, but you know what? Ten, you're laughing, and I know. I just said that with my whole chest. Here's the thing that I'm curious about. I pleaded my case for Cam Newton being a bridge quarterback. and He got paid that much. 
can the same be said with, with Ryan Fitzpatrick? Now, I think they re-signed Tyler Heineke or they something did. like that. They restructured his contract or something like that. Maybe they to do believe him. in them. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what they're doing. Because if it was my guess, I think they're going to let go of Alex Smith. They did. Because they did. So, I mean, they let go of him, but then they bring in a guy that's kind of old around his age Mm -hmm. to replace him. So, are you – I think they're going to draft a quarterback still. Because there's no way they believe Ryan Fitzpatrick is their long-term quarterback. He's on for one year. So, I think they're going to use Fitzpatrick again and use him as a mentor. And I don't know if he likes that. Apparently, I mean, he did good with Tua. Like, he, he was big brother to Tua, but I uh, don't know. Big grizzly bear. Um, I'd be happy to get paid 10 mil just to watch a, a rookie play. I mean, I guess it hurts personally, but still, like, that's 10 mil still. He's exactly. still being paid pretty well. Right. Um, you know, I guess the Washington football team's still a little murky to kind of figure out who they're going to play at quarterback. I will give this a b minus though simply because yeah Yeah. i think what he did with tua might make tua a better quarterback and we'll see that this year when he plays and he has no pressure behind him and the offense is built around tua Mm -hmm. but i think ryan fitzpatrick was a really great mentor and whoever he will i guess teach will benefit greatly and will just help the team in general yeah good good signing so moving on we have uh joe dunny Center from the Pats going to the Chiefs on a five-year, $80 million deal. It's a good they, sign. Yeah, they – actually, the Chiefs, they're revamping their line as well because they they dropped Eric Fisher, their left tackle, and their right tackle, Mitchell Schwartz, and now they have a new center. It's scary. I'm just uh, – that's all I just have to say. Like, he – they're literally – Patrick Mahomes got thrown around like a rag doll. So what they do <laughs> – they're fixing the offensive line. Literally their only weakness right now. And they're patching it up right now. Is that scary? Yeah. He's going to be a rock in the center of the line. I got, I think I give this an A minus. I give it an A. I think. Oh, solid. A. All right. You, yeah. They attacked their weakness. I mean, like what more do the chiefs need right now? It's not much. I it would not be surprised if they trade up to, to draft a solid tackle. Okay. I see that. But yeah, um, moving on, we kind of alluded to this man, Bud Dupree from the Steelers, signing with the Tennessee Titans on a five on a excuse yeah five year eighty two and a half million dollar deal. We got eleven games played, eight sacks, two forced fumbles, and eight tackles for loss. What do you think about this, Ryan? I you know what's funny about this one? I think I always had a. Like a negative bias against Bud Dupree. I know you liked him, but I think there was just something. Wait, when I watched the game, he's quick, he's speedy, but I think his size is what kind of kills me a little bit. Is because I think he he's a little skinny, you know. I can kind of see that. Yeah, yeah, but his numbers they show, like you said, eleven games, eight sacks, two forced fumbles, eight tackles for a loss. Didn't even play a full season. He put up those numbers. I agree with you. I'm a big Bud Dupree fan, but I have a question. It's a rhetorical question. So Bud Dupree had meh stats his first two seasons. I don't have them up, but mm-hmm. he was an underrated player, to say the least. And then he started to get good. Yeah. My question for you is, was he good because he was not the true pass rusher 
that scared teams in Pittsburgh. Because TJ Watt was that guy? I think it might be easier to rush the passer when you have to double-team TJ Watt. True. I, I think that's the case they made for uh, the Rams D-line, too. Every Rams edge rusher looks good because you have Aaron Donald in the middle of that line getting triple teamed. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. So, you know, I, I see the talent with Bud Dupree. Um, but the again, my difference is like, I would pay Shaq Barrett this money easily in a heartbeat because I know that he's like the guy. For Bud Dupree, like, I don't know if he's just being, I guess, protected by TJ Watt or if he can actually do this by himself, but we'll see. On the Titans, I don't know if they still have Jadavion Clowney. They don't, right? Uh, I believe that he is a free agent, from what I know. All right, so I mean, it's a good replacement for him at the very least. But we'll see. This Tennessee Titans team, I'm I'm a little interested. At I think this signing can, if Bud Dupree can show that he's a number one, this is easily an A. But if yep. Bud Dupree is not, this turns into a solid C plus because you're paying him 82.5 mil for five years for him not to be the number one guy. So now you need to go look for your number one guy. So now your number two guy is getting paid 82.5 mil over five years. So it just looks real bad. Real bad. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the that's the concern for that. Um, I still give it a B though. As of right now, I'll, I'll cut the difference. I'll split the difference. Give it a B right now. Mm-hmm. Now, I feel like a similar problem, to some extent, comes with Trey Hendrickson, who signed with the Bengals on a four-year, $60 million contract, 13 and a half sacks, one forced fumble, 12 tackles for loss. Did he look good because Cam Jordan played? I think this one's even tougher to say, but it's similar to the Bud, Bud Dupree situation is because Trey Hendrickson just came on people's radar this past season because he mm-hmm. blew up. Mm-hmm. So it's like you don't, it's like a small sample size that you're looking at. I can see that. Yeah. But I mean, at least for um, Trey Hendrickson, he does get um, Geno Atkins. He does. But Geno Atkins, I think is probably past his prime. Uh, So you think he's on the, he's on the opposite side of 30. He's on the opposite side of 30. Cause I mean, do do you, would you take Cam Jordan? I mean, I, I know they play different positions, but I think Cam Jordan is more of an impact player than, Geno Atkins. That's true. I could I could see that, but yeah. Again, I feel like he got paid based off of one year as opposed to his whole NFL career, which is not a problem because mm-hmm. he did have his breakout year. I mean, 13 and a half sacks is not something that you kind of say is all based off of luck or just all Cam Jordan, you know? Exactly. So I think I'll give this one a B because the Cincinnati Bengals, they need a pass rush. They went out, got their edge guy and trey hendrickson we'll see how it works out i gave him a b plus but yeah yeah moving on ryan you have the honors go for it thank you yannick and gawkway to the las vegas raiders on a two-year deal i mean i wish it was a little longer i don't know why it's only two years but we got him at a good price 13 mil a year nowhere near what bud dupree and trey hendrickson is getting paid so i like that i'm a cheap guy Cheap guy. I think it's a really good. I personally think it's a really good contract. First and foremost, though, I just want to. I'm a. Thank you. Thank you. The the Raiders signed a player that nearly had more sacks in one season than the team had in one year. That's crazy. Um, I'm okay. proud of y'all. Backhanded compliment. I'm proud <laughs> to of start, y'all. To start it off. Um, he is a big improvement 
for this organization, for this team. He's helping out a defensive line that needs help, that needs guidance, and that needs his leadership. Quick two-year deal, you know, good value. You could extend him after the first year. If he has similar numbers, you know, maybe, yeah, restructure that contract, give him an extension, something like that. I think it was a good deal on both ends because it also gives him, you know, two years if he doesn't like it. He just always go out. But you at least get the value of him for more than one year. I will I will single-handedly say this for for the for the for for the Raiders. This is their best signing. John Gruden and Mike Mayock's best signing is Yanning and Gawkway since they got here. I agree with you. And that's why this is the first A that I'm giving today. The Yannick and Gawkway signing was an A for me. I want to put A plus, but I, I'll tone it down to an A just to make it real. <laughs> You'll tone it down. All right. The next player, John Johnson, Johnson, John, son of John. His child would one day call himself son of John, John Johnson. Yes. <laughs> John Johnson. Love this man. He's not that, he's, he's a good player. I'm not going to lie. And I feel like he's he not got bad. paid okay. He, not going to lie. I think it's very interesting because this signing gives us a little bit of um, insight on what the safety market's going to be like because John Johnson was almost at the top of the, the, the safety list for this year's free agency and he's getting paid only 11 mil a year so that sets the market for all these other safeties that are ranked below this guy and this guy is ranked like one or two exactly yeah and he put up some pretty good numbers one interception yeah but 105 tackles eight pass breakups um i think that this signing is more reflective on the cleveland browns because like what we talked about in a previous podcast and if you haven't watched any of our previous podcasts you should we talked that the Cleveland Browns need a safety. They, do. they got their safety. Exactly. So now my question is, what the heck are they going to do in the draft now? Get a linebacker? Oh, what do they do? Let's see. I mean, replace Odell? Whoa, whoa. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> that one hurt. Okay, but, but back to John Johnson, though. I think, is he one of those guys that is a beneficiary of the Aaron Donald effect? Because most Rams defensive players, outside, once they leave the Rams, they don't put up the same numbers. And players who don't really perform that well but end up on the Rams somehow do well, i.e. Leonard Floyd. Mm, so it's like, okay. is, this, is this just that effect again? But it's a secondary. But maybe it's the Jalen Ramsey effect. Well, I mean, think about it like this. Aaron Donald comes up in the middle quarterback only has about two seconds to throw everyone benefits even if you're a safety Mm, because that ball is coming out but here's here's my argument how different is it on the browns if you have um miles garrett true but award i i think we just mentioned how denzel ward was was kind of a little stinky well, just if he can stay on the field, I think he's a top five corner. Okay. But, okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that they still have the pieces to be a good pass rushing defense. So I feel like they, not to the same degree of the Rams, because I think the Rams are a really good team. But I mean, like, I don't think it's that big of a drop off for John Johnson. I don't, yeah. It, it's not big of a drop off, but it is still a drop off. I agree with you. I give this signing an A minus. I give it a B plus. I, I, I think. What I would really like to see is for them to also re-sign Carl Joseph, play him a strong safety, 
I know John Johnson's listed as a strong safety, but I think he has the range to be a free safety. To be a free. So I like that duo. That's a good one. All right. Moving on to Carl Lawson. Signing with the, the Bengals Jets. to the Jets. Yeah. Three years, 45 mil. Five and a half sacks. Four tackles for loss. But Still the big young one. talent. Young like talent. 25, 26. 32 quarterback hits. Uh, that's quite a lot. Yeah. That's like two every game. Yeah, yeah. I, I trust the math. I'm not going to do That's the math, crazy. but I trust the math. This guy hits your quarterback twice every game. He's a big guy. I think this is also one of those sneaky signings is because if Carl Lawson can just finish the play, those QB hits are going to turn into sacks. Mm-hmm. And he already has 5.5 sacks. So he could easily be a double-digit sack guy if he can finish. I agree with you. And get there just a tad earlier. Just a tad earlier. I agree with you on that. I think that they also need a little bit more talent on this defensive line specifically to really help out Carl Lawson. But he is a very, very good building piece for this team and for Robert Sala on the Jets. And I feel like he's going to try to rebuild that good defensive line. I think this is a good B-plus just off the bat, um, stats don't lie. I just want to see a little bit more, though, which is why it's a B plus. Oh, you said you want to say more on why it's a B plus. Oh no, I wish I could say more, but oh. I don't have I don't have much. But yeah, you can go into next to next player. Corey Lindsley, Packers to the Chargers, center, five years, sixty two point five mil. So it looks like the AFC West is just getting new centers. <laughs> <laughs> Every single team besides the Broncos, I think. Yeah. You're right. That's crazy. I think this is a solid signing too because when we analyze teams, we always brought up the name Corey Lindsley for for any team that needed a center. Yeah, he he was the best center off the market. And Mm -hmm. this signing is literally focused on protecting their quarterback of the future, Justin Herbert. Um, Best center on the market, like what I said. The contract really doesn't hurt anyone simply because, again, best, best center on the market, he got paid well, and he has to do his job of just protecting Justin Herbert. Which is, and I like this. That's why I give it an A minus because it's a responsible pick. Because Justin Herbert was kind of running around behind that O line last last year, but exactly. hopefully he gets the protection now. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, next signing we have is Dalvin Tomlinson, Giants to the Vikings, two years, twenty two mil. Uh, nothing too crazy here, because eleven mil a year, forty nine tackles, eight tackles for a loss, three point five sacks and 10 QB hits last season. It's like not a sexy pick. Yeah. It's but it's not. a it's a pickup that the Vikings needed. Cuz yes. I, I feel like they're trying to rebuild bring back like that that good defensive line that kind of carried them throughout the playoffs a couple of years ago with Everson Griffin. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. who else was on that um Daniel uh, Hunter. Yeah. I think they're trying to try to bring back Daniel Hunter too. If they can, that would be crazy. I think uh this this pick is kind of like one of those picks where if you're if you're a Vikings fan, you can probably understand this better than the outside world. The outside world would overlook this one. They'll be like, huh, oh, whatever. Just Dalvin Tomlinson. Yeah, I get you. I get you. You know, yeah. It's, it's one of those picks. But <laughs> the next pick, I think, uh, is your you have the honors. Juice. Juice. Yes. Juice. I'm thirsty for some juice and I got it. We mm-hmm. got it. Kyle check previous team, San Francisco 49ers, his new current team, 
San Francisco 49ers on a five-year, $27 million deal. Love this man. He, again, the Niners are like one of the very few teams in the NFL that still utilize their fullback, and they utilize it well. It's funny because both our favorite teams use a fullback. Yes, they do. It's like that old smash mouth type of football when it comes to that, where Mm -hmm. they use that fullback. I think that this was like one of our key signings. There were two really key signings. It was this and Trent Williams, which he got signed as well. That was kind of on my wish list of things Mm -hmm. um, to happen in free agency. And it did. And you got excited. Yeah. Uh, Just a good scheme fit. Oh, something that needed to get done. The contract isn't terrible. I think he's the highest paid fullback technically, but it's still a very low. It's still a, it's not that much. What is that? Five mil a year? Five mil a year. But he's not just used as your typical fullback that blocks exactly. your running back. So that's why I think that's where his value comes in. Again, like if you see his highlights, he's so great in the open field. And it just mm-hmm. sucks that he doesn't get enough reps, but that's just because he has so much talent around him and he does the little things right to exactly. make that happen. So it's an mm-hmm. A for me. It's an A minus for me, just because I don't want to be too biased. I like that. And I think the next one is going to be a little controversial here. Tyrod Taylor from the Chargers to uh, the one and only Houston Texans on a one-year $12.5 million deal. Um, Just a quick reminder, Tyrod Taylor was the starter for the Chargers last year. However, he had, uh, I think, some injury, some, like, freak injury. And then Justin Herbert took took over for a game and uh, took over his whole job. Yeah, um, he is literally the Deshaun Watson contingency plan. He's the backup to whatever happens with Deshaun Watson. He is the Dollar Tree Deshaun Watson in every facet of his game. And I'm not, yeah. I'm not pooping on this guy. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. That's not the case. He's solid. No, no, no. He's not going to win you games. The, the Texans are not making the playoffs with Tyrod Taylor. Exactly. <laughs> but, but you don't have to change the scheme entirely. If Deshaun, if you True. trade Deshaun Watson, you have Tyrod Taylor there. You have Tyrod Taylor there to mentor whatever quarterback you try to bring in this year or next year, if you plan to re-sign him on a cheaper deal. So, does this is this signing indicative of Deshaun Watson getting traded for sure now? Because this whole offseason, there's been the talk, but the Houston Texans are not budging. I think so. I think he's okay. the best quarterback. He's the best quarterback that fits their scheme. Um, again, he's just the he's the contingency plan. So I don't. It's a one year deal. Like very literally, true. very true. You're, he's literally. You do you really sign a backup to one year? You know what I'm saying? I I, I I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah. That's why I give this I give this deal like a B, because it get. I understand the reasoning behind this. Maybe they're finally using their brains here and. In Houston, we should have actually done a, a little segment on the Texans because they did sign a lot of like different players to rebuild. They did, but they were like low key players. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, I mean, at least we can go over them next week because they signed as many players as the Pats did. <laughs> they really did, but yeah, I mean, you have to build a roster somehow, right? <sighs> Next, we got Andy Dalton on a also one-year $10 million deals. He is now the member of – or a member of the Chicago Bears. So Ryan Pace's whole offseason was like, we got a plan. We're going to go for Russell Wilson. But uh, guess who they brought in? Andy Dalton. What do you think um, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy did 
when they got this deal done? You think they high five each other? Oh, we so. got Andy Dalton. You think they high five? I think they cheer? They thought they got a steal. Uh, steal? I think they called Allen Robinson and finally told him they got a quarterback for him. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. They were like, Tyrod Taylor, you see? 12, 12.5 mil? We got this guy for 10. We saved 2.5. Save too bad a deal. What a steal. Yeah. What is going on here? We, I, Me and you, we talked about this earlier in the week. It's actually, if you want to look at this from a positive note, it's not the worst thing that could happen. Mitchell Trubisky didn't work out. They brought in Nick Foles, who's better than Mitchell Trubisky. Nick Foles, not really the guy. They brought in Andy Dalton, which I personally think is better than Nick Foles. Or I would rather take him over Nick Foles. So they're, they're trending in the correct direction for me with very marginal increases in their quarterback talent. But they will get there eventually. Here's the part that he wins the race. Someone said he wins the race. This is, this is what I don't get. Apparently, they were willing to offer three firsts for Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Seattle said no. But here's, here's the thing that I just don't get. You're willing to give up three firsts for Russell Wilson. Yeah. Right? But they're so cheap that they're willing to just spend $10 million on a quarterback when they could move up in the draft and draft someone that can actually make a difference. I think it was all or nothing for them. They wanted Russell. They don't want to take another chance on another quarterback. Did you see what happened when they tried last time? Okay. They took that... Mitchell Trubisky over Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes. I don't think their luck is in the draft. They need to find a guy that has shown they can do it for the Bears to trust. That's fair. You know what? That's fine. That's fair. I was going to say, you know, maybe maybe you give the farm for Zach Wilson. Maybe you give the farm for like Justin Fields no, or Knowing like the Bears' luck, Zach Wilson's a great quarterback, you know, head to head with Trevor Lawrence. You're just probably right behind him because Trevor Lawrence is probably going to go first. If the Bears were to trade up to get Zach Wilson, Trey Lance is going to be better than him. That's just the type of luck they have. That's fair. That is fun. Mac Jones will be better than him. If the Bears trade up and, and select a that's guy, that's what I'm saying. That's what I, that's what I, I don't get. I feel like you could have spent ten mil somewhere else, maybe for something to help the line out because whatever is up on that offensive line, they need help. Maybe get a cornerback. They want to they want to drop Kyle Fuller. Apparently, I don't know. I don't know this Bears team. <laughs> I understand Allen Robinson's frustrations. I would be too if I was on that team. I give that signing a D, straight up just a D. D plus. D plus. Some slack. Right. It's it's Andy Dalton. He started just two. I mean, he started last year too, but he was a respectable starter just two years ago for the Bengals. So you know, D plus. <laughs> We're gonna rip up these last couple. We got Marvin Jones for the Lions signing with Jacksonville. Very modest deal. Two years, fourteen point five mil. Sixteen games played. He's very consistent. Nine hundred seventy-eight yards and nine touchdowns. He's always a sleeper in fantasy. Oh, that's show that. Yeah, he's pretty good. He is. I, I, I was actually surprised. I thought the Jags were going to sign way more people. I thought mm-hmm. Urban Meyer would be able to, to, to convince more guys over, but they convinced Marvin Jones. I think he turned down the Raiders and like one other team that I forgot to sign with the Jags. Really? Mm-hmm. That's that's a little bit surprising. DJ Chark and Marvin Jones, though. I feel like they're going to be a very sneaky one-two punch for whoever's going to play very quarterback. Sneaky. Yeah. Next, Emmanuel Sanders. From the New Orleans Saints to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I don't know. I kind of see this pick. I mean, they're not the same player, but 
he replaces John Brown. That's what I said. You're, but here's the thing. He replaces John Brown. But I think Gabriel Davis, the rookie last year, becomes the number two. And I was like, okay, yeah. then Emmanuel Sanders will be the three or four. But then you forget about Cole Beasley. Mm. So then where does Emmanuel Sanders fit? He's the four? Depth. He's just a depth piece, exactly. That's why the more I thought about this, I mean, I love Emmanuel Sanders. It's just a modest pickup, though. Don't don't look too much into this. Um, we don't have much about, I think, his contract details yet because I think he still needs to be released and go through that formal process, but he's just a depth piece. Don't look too mm-hmm. much into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a big cornerback off the board is uh, William Jackson from the Bengals to the Washington football team for three years, 42 mil. 11 pass deflections and one interception last season. What are, you, what are your thoughts? He's an underrated corner to some extent. My biggest concern is that this Washington football team, whenever they sign a big free agent piece in the second, for the secondary, I don't know. Remember the last about Josh Norman? Josh Norman and Landon Collins. Yeah. And I mean, William Jackson, I don't know if he didn't make that much noise in the Bengals. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you need a corner. I give this a B minus C plus in that range. Like Like average, you you know? Are you really going to write home about the fact that you have William Jackson as your number one corner? You can't. No. (laughs) All right. The last guy we have on our list is Jamal Williams. The Aaron Jones was kept on the Packers, so Jamal Williams left. He is now on the Detroit Lions. He signed a very cheap deal. Two years, 7.5 mil. That's like three mil, four mil a year, somewhere around there. A little bit like, yeah, about like yeah. three three mil per year. Three to to, to I don't even know if he's there to be the starter because they have DeAndre Swift. But he, he he's there. Maybe a one-two punch, you know? He just, this signing just hurts DeAndre Swift's value for me. In fantasy football, the talents are there for Jamal Williams. That's the problem. Jamal Williams is too good to not get less than like 10, 10 carries. Exactly. You have to give it to him. So you're splitting you carries. You're splitting carries with him. I really like DeAndre Swift coming into um coming into this year. I thought that he was just going to have the number one job. You, you know, you might bring in someone like Marlon Mack or someone like that who. Mm-hmm. But then you brought in Jamal Williams, who's capable of starting. Like you saw what he did to Aaron Jones. Yeah. But, but the Aaron Jones still puts up really good numbers. You know what I'm he saying? Does. So he like, does. He does. But Aaron Jones is also more experienced and he's been in the league longer. That is very true. DeAndre Swift is coming off his rookie season. That is true. That is true. I think, though, at the end of the day, this is a very good football move for the Detroit Lions, but a very terrible move for fantasy football players. I agree with you. Exactly. Because the, the, like we said, cheap deal, but fantasy wise, it's like, you can't trust him again because it, it's the same situation or similar to the situation that green Bay had when you were picking, do you go Jones or do you go Jamal Williams? Or do you just go none of them and just let someone else take the bait? Exactly. Exactly. But that's all I had yeah. about Jamal Williams. Yeah. And I think that wraps up our uh, week one of free agency. So to everyone that has made it this far, thank you for listening and may the football gods bless your team with more wins this year.
We will catch you guys next Friday when we actually talk about our favorite divisions, the AFC West and NFC West. So again, two episodes will be released next week. We're going to break down these teams, see if Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs can bounce back, and if Russell Wilson will take another snap as a Seahawk. And that's the T. And that's the T. Take care, y'all.